Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation Podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. As always, I'd like to welcome you to the show, and it should be a pretty good show today. We've got a lot to cover, uh, because there is a lot going on in the postseason for the Oakland Raiders. You know, Al, Al Davis is keeping everyone guessing on who he's going to choose for coach. Of course, we had a March interview that happened just recently. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. We have some other things to go over, but I have some shouts out to some great Raider fans. I've gotten some excellent emails, and I just want to share them with you, the Raider Nation, so you can get your Raider fix here at the Raider Nation podcast. Okay, Raider fans, if you'd like, you can tune in to or just click on to RaiderNationPodcast.com. Look at the website. In the comments section, there's some great takes in there, and I'm going to go over a couple of them tonight uh, along with the rest of the show. Okay, shouts out to Darth Raider for your great story on bringing your brother-in-law and father-in-law to the Raiders game when they played the Giants. Uh, great story. I want to share this with the Raider Nation right now because I love it because it just, you got to know because if you're there and if you've been to the games, you totally can relate to this story. He sends me a, an email about the black hole story. So what he says here is that he's from New Jersey and his brother-in-law and father-in-law came with him to a game out here when the Giants played. Now his father-in-law and brother-in-law are big Giants fans. He gave him some friendly advice and said, please don't wear your stuff, leave your Giants crap at home because we're sitting in the black hole and you're going to get, it's, a, it's trouble there. Now here's a guy that's from the East Coast, New Jersey, telling his brother-in-law and father-in-law the deal about the black hole. Totally. He doesn't even live here and see it all the time. But he knows the score because he's been here before. But his brother-in-law and father-in-law hadn't. And his father-in-law, of course, listens to the advice because he's the older, wiser guy. But the younger, stupider guy doesn't listen to the advice. Wears his tiki barber shirt. And, well, need I say more? Now Darth Raider's brother-in-law, his new name is F.U. Tiki because that's all he heard the whole game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. F-U-T-K-E, F-U-T-K-E, everything, every time something happened on a Giants, I'm sure the black hole was not a place for him. And I hope he learned a lesson. Keep your Giants crap at home if you're going to come to the game. Or if you're going to, certainly don't sit in the black hole because you deserve every bit of that. Tiki, Raiders for life, and he likes our man Swaggart. I love him too. He's a good guy. I thought I'd share that with you guys because I thought that that was an awesome story because that's what it's like in the black hole. Don't you be wearing your colors in there because it is silver and blacked out, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Raider Matt, thank you for commenting on the Raider Nation podcast, and this was his first this is the first thing he put on his brand new iPod. Thank you very much. He likes the show. I love to hear that. He wants Ken Wisenhunt for coach, just like me. And uh, he's keeping up the faith, just like us. He's glad that we didn't pick up Saunders. So am I. We don't need another Mr. Rogers. Raider Matt's from Queens Creek, Arizona. It's funny because I almost bought a boat in Queens Creek, Arizona. Drove here down there. And uh, it wasn't the boat for us, but we went all the way down there to check it out. Now, Raider Dave, excuse me, Frank. Let's go down to Raider Frank. Uh, he was trying to help out Tommy, the New York Raider, 
who was talking about what happened to Teo Johnson. Well, Teo Johnson was released, uh, signed by the Arizona Cardinals, and he was benched. So that's what happened to him. So thank you, Tommy Raider, for putting in your two cents on the comments section. You put in quite a bit, actually. So <laughs> he loves Nilbilly Boy. Uh, which I do too. He's a great contributor to the show. He's a great guy. If you look at our video, you'll see he's on there. Now, Randy, my partner, the bald raider, he has to uh, put in his two cents because he came in hard on the comments section. It was funny because, uh, you know, we've been having this race with Bull Talk. So Bull Talk um, is a podcast, obviously, for the Bolts. And it's funny, all season long, you know, we'd get 90 votes and they get 98 um, we have a couple of votes a day and they have no votes and then one day there'd be 25 votes well Randy commented on this is pretty funny he says it's kind of suspicious perhaps but you know he's not blaming anybody but perhaps maybe there were some new email email accounts that were uh, set up so that Charger Ray could get his 25 votes in in one day and Randy lists them here. It's pretty funny. Charger fan, Charger fan at Hotmail.com. Raider hater at MSN.com. I hate Greg at Hotmail.com. I hate Nilbilly even more at Yahoo.com. Blue Boy at MSN. Corduroy Rules at Hotmail.com. Raiders suck. Uh, OP Shorts at MSN. Real Men Wear Powder Blue at BoltTalk.com. It's hilarious. Check out the site. Check out his take. It's really funny. Randy, you did a great job. Hats off to you, my brother. Okay. Raider Dave. Raider Dave is on it. He always has a pretty good take. And I want to thank you for putting your take in here, Raider Dave. He's talking about Cutler uh, and the Senior Bowl as a quarterback. They're comparing him to Brett Favre. Of course, you know, they did a whole lot of that with uh, Phillip Rivers, too, which he points out, and I remember that well. Phillip Rivers, however, is turning out to be a pretty doggone good player for San Diego, and he's come in a couple times and showed that he has the action. So it's, we should keep an eye on this Jay Cutler guy. He's got great size and great accuracy. Personally, I don't think we're going to get a, a rookie quarterback. We already have one. A.J. Hawk is someone I'd like to see, too. He puts that in there. And there's been rumors about Ray Lewis, but I haven't heard him associated with the Raiders. I think our salary cap might hurt us in that respect. But uh, they have 15 defensive tackles on their roster. Um, it seems like the Raiders do anyways. And and he's talking about how none of them are, are quite as good or are quite as tough as uh, our good man Derek Burgess. And I have to agree with him. Um, we do need a middle linebacker. We do we do need some linebacking help. Um, Julie, Julian Peterson is is going to be available and from San Francisco. He's a pretty good guy too. He might be able to get him cheap since he's injured a lot. But uh, just a thought because he is a good player. I don't think we're going to get uh, anybody big time in the linebacker realm because we just don't have the money. We're going to have to depend on a rookie like Hawk, and I think that we should probably jump on him because it's important that we do that. 
He also goes on about why <laughs> we need to get wise and hunt. Stop effing around uh, with Shoop, which I agree with 150%. You guys heard my Shoop story. I can't stand him. He was a loser. He has been the quarterback coach on three teams notorious for underachieving bad quarterbacks. Tampa Bay, Chicago, and the Raiders. And I don't think we need anything to do with Shoop, even though he was cracking his lips a lot about getting an interview. Certainly didn't come from the organization, which kind of makes me happy. Because if it came from the organization, then we'd be in big trouble because it would mean that we were leaning that way. And I sure hope we lean far away from that guy. Thanks, Raider Dave. Very intuitive. I liked your take a lot, and thank you. Okay, so... Tonight's show is going to be, Will Culpepper Come to Oakland? Wanted a guru done for the Raiders. Martz finally appears and the asshole of the week. Matthew Ross of BetUS.com. What a story he had. So let's get right to the asshole of the week and get into this underachieving writer once again who loves to fantasize and write a one-sided article with very few facts and a whole lot of opinion I won't read the whole article to you but I'll read up read part of the articles to you so you can understand exactly where this moron comes from the last time I checked this is the article no one feared going to Oakland anymore to play the Raiders. Sure, they still have the black hole in the stands. They remain one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. But where's the mystique? Where's the commitment to excellence? Indeed, since qualifying for the Super Bowl a few years ago, that was 2001 for you, 2002, the Oakland Raiders have fallen on hard times again. A couple of awful seasons under, under North Turner has brought this franchise to the bottom third of the league in terms of competitiveness. No longer are they the silver and black, a team that would be perennial featured club on Monday Night Football. Now they are the silly and sad sack. And I'll stop it right there because then he goes on to blame Al Davis for running the team, running the proud, once proud franchise into the ground. Well, Matthew Ross, you are the asshole of the month. You know why? Because you don't get all your facts straight. First of all, Al Davis has not run the Raiders franchise into the ground. He is the reason we are the Raiders. He is the Raiders. He is a pinnacle of, of wisdom and knowledge uh, of which there are few in the NFL that compare, compare with him. Let me tell you another thing. The team didn't lose. You make it sound like they've been losing for decades. We had three straight seasons as AFC champions, 1999, 2000, and 2001 of which then we went to the Super Bowl. So don't be telling me about how this club has gone down. Yes, we have had three losing seasons, and it's not like the Raiders to have three losing seasons, but here comes 
uh, an albatross, or should I say a vulture, to try to feed off a dead carcass. Well, you're on the wrong carcass. It's going to come up and kick you in the teeth. We're not dead. We're not close to dead. And you know what? You're going to have to eat your words along with every other rider that jumps on the let's rip the Raiders bandwagon. So I just want to say, Matthew Ross, you are the asshole of the month. <laughs> and that's about the end of that. I couldn't even read the whole article. It was so stupid. Uh, but I had to point it out because the Raider Nation has to be ready for those kind of things because that's what comes up. Comes up um, quite a bit, especially here in the Bay Area. So when it comes out of the Bay Area like this guy, he's supposed to be a national uh, writer. Well, you know what? His article's weak. He's very, very one-sided, very much, like I said, short on facts and long on opinion. Well, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one, and most of them smell pretty bad. Okay, so, what do you think about Culpepper? I said that in my last podcast. Culpepper could be coming to Oakland. There were rumors of a first-round tr- uh, pick in trade for him no way I don't think we should even come close to that we only gave a sixth round pick and a used up uh, linebacker and that didn't turn out for them either It was the greatest trade I've ever seen Al Davis do is another genius move by Mr. Davis uh, and we got a great guy so we got Randy Moss why not bring Culpepper I think we might be able to get him however the new coach Brad Childress has been talking a lot about how he's been keeping in contact with Culpepper and trying to stay really close to the situation. And, of course, you can't listen to rumors. But he's also saying that we really don't know how Dante's health is going to be, but he's keeping an open door. And as far as he's concerned, he's still the Vikings' number one quarterback, and that hasn't changed. Of course it hasn't changed. They need to keep his market value high so that they get a good price for him. They can't say they're going to dump him because then he's going to go on the the uh, the sale rack. <laughs> you know, then people are going to give him nothing for him. So what I see Brad Childress doing here is trying to keep the value on their quarterback, Culpepper, knowing all along that they're going to get rid of him. I think Culpepper will be coming to Oakland. I don't know about the deal. And you know what? I think he'll be coming here if the new coach sees that that's one of our needs. Okay, so Childress gets his two cents in there, and Childress, you know, wants to try to keep the value of his man, and you have to understand that. That's the way business is. Now, Randy Moss, mind you, told Dan Patrick on Patrick's ESPN radio show that he spoke to Culpepper on Monday night, and he does want out of Minnesota, okay? So... Does he want to come out of Minnesota? You know, he doesn't know. Um, He doesn't know if he wants to leave Minnesota. I imagine he probably probably doesn't because he's got family, kids like the rest of us. He's in there. The kids got school. Everyone's all locked in and rooted into Minnesota. However, now I've seen it happen before. It can happen pretty quick. It happened with Gruden, and I'll get into that too in a little bit. But... um, 
I think Culpepper could be definitely making his move up here, and it really depends on the draft situation and who's available for quarterbacks. Now, Randy Moss did talk to him. Um, they're still good friends, even though there was a lot of heat when that whole thing happened when he moved out here. Uh, it was more towards Mike Tice, I believe, uh, than Culpepper. But Randy Moss is ready to play with him. Randy Moss said he gave him the lowdown on the Oakland Raiders, and he'd like to have Culpepper come. You know, he he just talked about how things were doing, and he talked about how the team was doing, and he referred to Culpepper as a brother, and I think that's pretty cool. Culpepper is not talking a whole lot because he doesn't know where he's going to be. I don't know if he knows about his his health. So those things could be a, a big factor. Also a big factor in the value of Culpepper is how that knee reconstruction went and how his mobility is. You know, that's why Brad Childress is saying all that. And that's why I'm sure, and I mean I am positive, that Brad Childress is trying to keep the value up on Culpepper. Now we're going to talk about, of course... Mike Martz. Now, Marks came to meet with Davis on Thursday, I believe. And in this meeting, no one knows what happened, of course. You know that Martz came and talked serious with Al Davis. Now, Marks has a lot going for him. You know what's going for him is $3.5 million contract that the Rams have to pay him for next season. So he's going to get paid regardless. He's going to make three and a half cool million for sitting on the couch watching football all year. I don't think that's Mart's personality. Now, he is fired by the Rams. That's a shame because his record's like 54 and 32, something to that degree. I'm not exactly sure if that's the numbers, but it's pretty doggone close. And with that, what that means to me is he's a winner. Okay. Now, he did go and interview for the New Orleans Saints, and they didn't take him. And he's been kind of hanging out there. I think his health was an issue. But he did talk to the Raiders for about three hours, it says. And, you know, when Al gets his hands on you, he ain't going to let you go until he's done with what he needs to get. So he did talk to him for that long. It's important that he did, and I'm going to tell you why right now. Because I'm going to go into this next story, and I want you guys to listen to me because I was kind of flipped out. So since I've been home off off from the firehouse, you guys know I'm a fireman. So I've, since I've been home, I've been home for quite a while, 16 months. I start work again uh, this coming Monday. I go back to the firehouse, not to the firehouse, but I go back to light duty uh, Monday been a long long time off work I can't wait to get back in there and get back to work um, but knowing that <clears throat> I've really had an opportunity to be home and watch a whole lot of sports shows and ESPN and uh, all kinds of different things well I got an opportunity today to see an interview with John Gruden and you know I really miss Gruden as much as I hated him after the Super Bowl, 
I miss the guy. I miss his personality. I miss his facial expression. What a pleasure it was to see a coach, a real coach, a Raider coach, that had goals and a direction for the team and pushed it in the direction he wanted it to go. Now, he talked about the Oakland Raiders in a short part of the interview about how one day he went to a Warriors game and the next minute he was getting a phone call like 11.30 at night he got home but 3 o'clock in the morning he was getting a phone call and by the next day he was on a jet bound for Florida. Now Al Davis made a deal $8 million, uh, two first rounds and two third rounds or six round picks. Whatever it was, it was unbelievable. And the league, of course, put the kibosh on that in some ways because, you know, Al did something that no one else ever did before. Evidently, the Tampa Bay owner really wanted Gruden very, very bad. And Al must have come up with something ridiculous like, okay, well, you give me $8 million and two first-round picks and two six-round picks, and you can have them. <clears throat> and I guess the owner said, okay, that might have been the way it went down. I can't imagine it going down any other way because that was kind of ridiculous. But that's what we got. That's what we got for Gruden. And then he beat us in the Super Bowl. I don't know if it was worth it. It wasn't worth it to me. Just listening to them made my blood pressure hit the roof. As I ponder Callahan, then Turner, who was a step down from Callahan, it, listening to him made me appreciate his character, his work ethic, and all over again, you know, remembering what kind of coach and what kind of character he brought to the team. With a new coach on the horizon, it makes me all the more eager to see the new coach have a sure plan like Gruden. And I can't help but compare a new coach to Gruden. That was the last coach I thought had any opportunity to take us to the promised land, which he did. He had an attitude and a swagger like nobody can believe. Well, if you saw him, that's why I used to call him Chucky. A no-nonsense, the buck stops here kind of guy. Just think about this for a second, though. I, I, just to get off that for a second. I think that Gruden... I think that mold of Gruden can be found, and I think that's in Wisenhut. I think that's the guy. I mean, I will tell you that in my heart of hearts, that's what I'm thinking. It's not just me. And there's a lot of fans out there that don't know him, and I really haven't talked to him. I'd love to get some more more information about him. But if he comes from Bill Cower, he's got to have the right attitude. Cower is a screamer. He is all about attitude. He's all about responsibility. Listen to one of his press conferences, and you'll see. <clears throat> so... Here's another theory that I've been pondering, and I just want to bounce this off the Raider Nation. Just think about this. Mike Martz, who just came in an interview with the Raiders, has a $3.5 million salary coming to him, regardless of what he does. He could, he could sit at home on the couch every day and still get his $3.5 million next year. This is perfect if Al plays his cards right, I think. I think he will, too. Just listen to me for a second. If Al can get away cheap, which he can, he can get away cheap by playing, paying Mike Martz a, a million dollars a year. 
$500,000 a year. He's still, Marsh is still going to make $3.5 okay, for doing something that he loves, no matter what Al pays him, which is a beautiful thing. So, Al can get away cheap and hire Marsh for one season as an offensive coordinator. This way, Marsh stays in the game. He stays in the NFL. With a team that went 4-12 and last year, how much worse can it get? It Nothing but get better with Rob Ryan on the defensive side, him on the offensive side, and, of course, Wisenhunt as the head coach. Potential for doing better is very, very good. And with the right minds in the office, we should be able to do a great thing. Now, that sounds bizarre, I know, but it is possible, and just ponder the possibilities. Al's not foolish to let that go. That's money in the bank if he could get Marks to play the offensive coordinator for one season. <clears throat> because I'll tell you this, we need discipline in that locker room, and we need direction on the team. Something that John Shoup will never be able to accomplish. Thank you, Raider fans, for tuning into the Raider Nation podcast. I want to remind you all again to vote Podcast Alley because that's where we get our ratings from. Also, to frapper yourself, everybody that's uh, on the uh, comment page of the Raider Nation podcast, come on over, man. Come on over to the frapper side and frapper for me. Put your uh, your area code in there. I think your area code, wait a minute, zip code, that's what goes in there. Put your zip code in there and make it happen. I'd love to see you. Then you can get a picture of yourself. And it's a cool thing to look at. It's a great thing for me. It motivates me to do more podcasting. On that note, we're looking forward to the Super Bowl coming up in a couple weeks. And we got a little rumors spreading here and there and everywhere. Um, we'll be keeping an eye on the Senior Bowl and looking for possibilities. The quarterback situation for the Raiders is another whole other issue. That could I could take a 30 minutes just on that by itself. I myself think that we should play Walter. I think that Walter should be our man, our starting man, with uh, Kerry Collins as a backup if he restructures his contract. If not, get him out of here. Tui should be gone. We should get another quarterback somewhere, either a veteran like Culpepper or a rookie out of the draft that we can put in there. Because as far as I'm concerned, the Oakland Raiders need to start seeding for their own future. And if they don't, we're going to end up just like we have been the last couple of years. We need a quarterback that will stay with the team for three, four, five years, perhaps. Six, seven, eight years, perhaps. Who knows? But uh, Walter is a great prospect. I think that we can get this kid to do great things. So we'll see we'll see what happens it depends on our new coach the whole thing starts there it's kind of like a domino effect the whole team falls together once we find out who the leader is thanks again for listening to the narrator nation podcast i hope you enjoyed the show and we will be back again next week with another edition of the Raider nation podcast thank you for listening i am out